It's time for the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad to have you along this Friday afternoon as we get deeper into the heart of high school basketball season here in the UP. We've got a busy night, especially in the girls' side throughout the schedule. Look at the scoreboard here in a moment. Don't forget, we've got Westwood girls' basketball here in ESPN-UP this evening. You'll get to hear from Coach Kirk Corcoran as well as Westwood boys' head coach Scott Sergela and several others throughout Marquette County over the course of the next hour. But let's start, as always, by taking a look at the schedule for tonight. As mentioned, we've got Westwood at Houghton girls' match up here on ESPN-UP this evening. Tip-off should be about 7.15 with the pregame around 7. Elsewhere around the girls' slate tonight, Gladstone is at home with Manistique. Hancock is on the road taking on Jeffers. You've got Chassel at home taking on Wakefield Marinesco. Barriga is at home with Bessemer. Ewan Drought Creek on the road taking on Ontonagon. Ironwood is at home tonight with Mercer. Forest Park on the road taking on Stevenson. Midpen at home with North Dickinson. North Central at Superior Central, Munising at home with Carney Nado, Brimley on the road taking on Engadine, Newberry at home with Detour, St. Ignace welcomes Rudyard, and Cedarville at home tonight with Pickford. Tomorrow in girls basketball action, Escanaba heads below the bridge. They will take on Gaylord St. Mary's. That's a look at the UP girls basketball upcoming schedule for the weekend. Let's switch over to the boys side of things. Menominee at home tonight. They welcome Marquette. Iron Mountains at home with Gwynn. We've got Westwood and Ishpeming at Westwood High School. The battle for bragging rights. Dollar Bay at home tonight with Houghton. Bark River Harris welcomes Norway. And Paradise on the road taking on Hannah that game will be played again tomorrow as well. Paradise and Hannaville will meet twice this weekend. That's a look at the upcoming boys' schedule for this weekend. Again, it's going to be a busy night and a few games spilling over to tomorrow around the UP and Upper Michigan. With that, let's take our first time out. We'll get some coaches here in the phone lines and talk about their teams. This is the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. At Eagle Mine, their goal is to engage openly and transparently with the local community and stakeholders and to offer support by developing meaningful relationships with local organizations and residents. They strive to strengthen the communities in which they work and live. Upon the conclusion of Eagle, it won't matter how much ore is hauled or processed. What matters is that they leave the Upper Peninsula in a better social and economic state than when it started. Do you have a community concern or want to provide feedback? Leave a message on the community hotline at 906-339-7150 or visit EagleMind.com and click on Responsibility. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorken-Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there is a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorken-Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Let's talk Westwood boys basketball with head coach Scott Sergela. His team 5-2 and two as they get set to take on crosstown rival Ishpeming. Coach, going back to Tuesday, a great win for your team over a good Gladstone squad, 69-51. A 30-point effort from Zach Carlson. You had three in double figures. Tell me about Tuesday night's bounce-back win. 
thought, you know, I, for us, I looked at it as, you know, um, hopefully we, you know, can maintain what we, what, where we're trying to get to. And, um, we played really good basketball, uh, you know, and, you know, people know about Zach Carlson, but, um, that's what he's capable of. Uh, he's a very dynamic player. Uh, he's only a sophomore. Um, and I thought our kids did a really good job uh, of recognizing that. And, you know, Zach had the hot hand. We went to him. You know, on another night, uh, it might be um, Taylor Delangelo, um, you know, or Ty Alderson or something like that. So, you know, those three are, you know, Ty, I think, had 29 points this year a game. And uh, I think Taylor was up in the mid-20s. And so all three of those guys are capable of that. Um but not just with those three, I thought collectively as a basketball team, I, th- I thought everybody uh, performed, you know, at a, at a very high standard. And now, okay, you know, I told the kids we just got to try to maintain that and, uh, and even get better from there. Well, Coach, Tuesday night you had a one-point lead at halftime, and then you outscore them 18-7 in the third quarter. What was the adjustment that you made there in the break? Um, closing out taking charges because I thought, you know, um, I think Coach Gray mentioned at halftime, uh, we got to step in and take a charge. We, I think we missed probably, you know, four or five of them in the first half. And, uh, we, you know, we got to close the gaps. If the guy's driving, you know, we got to stop the drive. And then uh, if they try to kick it out, we, you know, we got to be able to close out. And um, I thought that, I'll be honest, I thought the difference was um, that the kids, said, yeah, we got to start taking charges. And I think we took four in the second half. And Ty Alderson had three alone, and I think Delangelo had another one. Um, you know, and that's that's a feather, you know, one in, in my assistant coach's cap and it's a feather in our kid's cap for, you know, uh, responding. You know, it's not always easy to sit there and, you know, say, hey, you're just about to get ran over by somebody. But, um, you know, that's a, we're starting to get in the right position defensively. Um and, uh, you know, so if we can continue to do that, uh, you know, we'll become a better ball club. And that, I'll be honest, that was really the only adjustment we made because we, we, we weren't helping, we weren't closing out, we weren't getting back in transition defense. Um, you know, and I think the other adjustment we made probably at halftime is, we, you know, we got we to gotta talk more, especially in transition defense. I was impressed with uh, Gladstone, how they got up and down the court. Um, and usually that isn't a problem for us. We can... You know, mo- most of the teams that we're going to face, you know, besides that, probably a Nagani and Marquette, something like that, um, you know, but we can usually hold our own <clears throat> with our transition defense because we have some speed. But, um, you know, we struggled a, a little bit against Gladstone, and a lot of it was that we were kind of getting back. We just weren't talking and uh, communicating who has ball, where the help is, and things like that. So we, I thought we did those two things uh, really well in the second half, and our offense continued to flow. Uh, the kids are starting to get better at it and um, read our picks and, you know, kind of do things outside of our offense. We always tell the kids to template, you know, um, you know, the defense has been a pattern. you you got to try to be able to play basketball and do something different. So we're getting better. It's, uh, it's been a little bit of a slower process than I would hope, but, you know, we're okay with that. We just got to keep continue to uh, improve. 
Coach, a 30-point night from Zach Carlson on 10 of 20 shooting. He got a little taste of varsity experience last year. He's been your lead scorer so far this season. Tell me about his development, and was this something that you kind of saw coming, a breaking out party for him? Um, well, I mean, he had, uh, you know, he's, he's been our leading scorer almost every game. Uh, Average-wise, he's our leading scorer. Um, he's a very dynamic, not only scorer, um, he sees the floor better than most people. And he's a really good passer as well. And the only, one of the things that we're trying to work on him with is sometimes he sees it too well and you know, tries to make that great pass, which, you know, he's going to thread the needle. And sometimes at that varsity level, they're, they're a little bit faster and the hands are a little bit quicker. And so, um, you know, rather than take the big chance, let's settle, settle into our offense and let the offense work for you. And, I, and I'll be honest, I thought he did that uh, the other night. I, um, the other thing that we're trying to get him to do, you know, so that he's more successful and has a higher percentage is take higher percentage shots. Um, and what's going to help him is playing within the offense. And uh, I thought he did a great job of that. I thought all of our guys did. And uh, let the offense work for him and, and then kind of took what the defense gave us. And uh, so, you know, and he's only a sophomore. He's learning. Um, you know, I, there was times, you know, this year I got three sophomores on the floor. So, um, and, you know, last year uh, Delangelo and Alderton were kind of role players. And so they're learning, you know, how to – to maybe step up and kind of be the guy so um it's a like i said it's been a long process but uh, hopefully we can maintain that high level of play uh by by far with the best we played all year against Gladstone. So, um you know besides the first quarter defensively but uh, uh we're working to correct that and get better at it and you know hopefully we can start, start competing well coach next week is the official halfway point of the season what are some areas that you like where your team is right now and where do you want to see your team get better well, if you would have asked me last week or uh, after the Iron Mountain game, I would probably have a long list of things that we need to improve on. Um, but for whatever reason against Gladstone, all the things that a lot of the things that we talked about, we started to do, not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side. Um, you know, I, you, then you look and say, okay, you know, we had practice yesterday and you know, we're still making some silly mistakes uh, defensively, but they're not as frequent. Um, you know, for us, I, I, I'm going to stress defense. And uh, um, we, we've scored plenty of points this year uh, in every game but Iron Mountain. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue to stress defense because I, I'm watching this team as the year goes, and if we can get better, uh, on the defensive side, and it was, it was again Gladstone. I mean, we stopped their transition. We stopped them in the half court. We get out in our transition. If it ain't there, we did a great job of pulling the ball out. We have kids that can score, and um, so we got to get better on the defensive end. We're going to continue to stress it uh, and continue to uh, just try and improve day by day. Well, Coach, exam week at Westwood this week. Is it kind of like homecoming in the sense that there's some distraction that you got to try and balance as a coach? And if so, how are you going about that? Well, um, it's a little bit different for me because, you know, I'll have exams in the morning and then in the afternoons I teach at Aspen Ridge. Um, so, you know, my day is normal. But, you know, kids, they, uh, they've been done since noon, and now they're coming back in here to go to practice. Um, 
you know, it's probably a nice little break for them. Some of them probably study. Some of them probably take a nap, um, you know. But, uh, it, no, it, it, I don't think it feels any different. I, You know, I, um, I haven't really noticed it at all. Our kids show up. They work hard. Uh, we've got great kids. And uh, so, you know, we're a little bit spoiled in that aspect. You know, so far, so good. It hasn't been a distraction now. We go out and uh, don't play the greatest against Ishpeming on Friday. Well, then... I might tell you, yeah, it's been a distraction, but uh, it's so far so good this week. Well, Coach, let's talk about Ishpeming. You beat them to open up the season 59-48. What do you expect out of them this time around? Well, that was a high-scoring football game, I might say. Uh, I think there was, what, 54, 58 fouls. It was some very, very high number. And, uh, you know, I think both teams were still playing with football legs and shaking off the rust and, you know, we were fortunate enough to uh, make a little run there, I think, at the end of the third quarter, uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, and kind of pull away from them. Um, you know, I've watched him on film. Um, you know, George, I know that he's a believer in, in uh, defense himself, and there they are. They're, I watched him against Nagani, and they, they actually, in my opinion, uh, at times played some really, really good defense against Nagani. Um you know, people don't realize Nagani's a very dynamic team and maybe the best team in the Upper Peninsula. Um, and so then on the offensive side of it, they they got shots. They did. They just missed them. But I know they're capable of making them. I know, you know, I saw Bell miss a few shots that he normally makes. And uh, Kugler missed a few threes. He seemed off that night. And, um, you know, those are shots that I know those kids make. And, you know, Argo is always a scoring threat. And, um, you know, and Otto Swanson, he's he's running around, grabbing rebounds, putbacks, and everything else. They're they're big and they're strong, and uh, they're the physical team. I was ha- I was fairly happy with our first play against them. Uh, I thought we matched their physicality. Uh, that that doesn't bother me. Uh, doesn't bother our team. I think we're a physical team ourselves. Um, we have to be able to spread the floor a little bit better, uh, attack the gaps, and then defensively. Uh, we've got to cover the right people and rotate properly and, you know, cover the post because if, if uh, you know, they're going to look for our smallest guy and try to go to their biggest guy and try to get a mismatch and that fix for him and get him down low. And, and if that ain't working, you got to worry about uh, Breck Bell or Pruitt or Argo hitting a three. So, um, you know, I, I, the game against Nagani, you look at the score. Um, yeah, it was a 30 five-point game or whatever, 40-point game, whatever it was, but, you know, I watch that game, and Ishmael missed just a lot of shots that they normally, you know, uh, put in, and um, defensively, uh, you know, they're getting better and better each week, so I expect the battle on Friday, it's, you know, cross-town rival, and, um, you know, it's, uh, we got we got to bring our A game. Coach, you're 5-2, and two. you've got Ishpeming coming up, how's the locker room? Well, we've had we've had a little bit of a run here. Uh, we got the Ishpeming game coming up. Our, you know, our kids, you know, they know. I always say well, you want to try to win in the neighborhood, and uh, you know they know it's the Ishpeming game. So you know they're 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 ready to go. They're focused in. Um, but uh, we got you know it doesn't get any easier. We got Escanaba coming up on the schedule, uh, and we got West Iron who we lost to the first time, uh, and then Iron Mountain, and then Marquette. So that's. That's a little bit of our, our gauntlet right there. And, uh, um, you know, then you got Nagani, then you got Manistique. You got to travel to Manistique. We got Gwyn again. Um, 
you know, and then Gladstone, they're going to be looking for revenge, and then Yenwit, Nagani, and Houghton. Our schedule is an easy way by any means. And, uh, you know, next week I think that we only got one game against Escanaba. We got a little bit of a break. Uh, maybe try to work on some things and, you know, take a breath and say, okay, basically the halfway mark here, let's, you know, what do we got to really try to take a look and, and work on uh, some areas of our game and, and just improve from there. So, Appreciate the time as always, Coach. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Have a great day. Westwood Boys basketball head coach Scott Sergila. More after this on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kirk Corcoran. His team 7-1 and one as they get set to travel up to Houghton on Friday. Coach, going back to Tuesday night, a 20-point win over Gladstone. We talked briefly afterwards and still maybe some stuff left to be desired. Yeah, there is. And I sometimes feel silly um, talking that way, right? But I know what this team is capable of. I know how... how uh, how much chemistry we were, we're capable of having, and um, I just haven't seen us quite gel the way that that we're that we're able to. And um, you know, some coaches uh, might snicker, some people in the stands might snicker at that. Um, but it's just it's just the reality of of the situation. We've, we've talked many times. We've got a lot of pressure on us this year, a uh, big target on our back, and a lot of expectations. And we. Um, we just we we're, we haven't quite gelled yet, and and uh, I you know we've we're very self aware of, of of who we are and and where we need to be, and um, I, I think pretending that we're happy to be seven and one would would be a mistake. You know, I don't want to be one of those teams that. Uh, like the 2017 Nagani Miners, you know, go 20 and 0 and lose in the first round of the districts. That's not that's that's not what we want to do, and we don't want to pretend that uh, we're firing on all cylinders and playing the best basketball we are because we're just not yet. Um, but luckily for us, it's only mid January, and we got um, we got quite a ton, quite a quite a while before we need to uh, really be firing on all cylinders. So it's a it's, it's a work in progress, and uh, we're seven and one and um, but we got we can improve still. Coach, what's practice looked like the last couple of days gearing up for Houghton? Well, yesterday was was non traditional. Um, we barely got in the gym at all. It was uh, basically a team meeting. Um, watched our watched our Gladstone game. Um, pointed out uh, pointed out a lot of mistakes. You know, and and I'm really I'm not a negative coach. Um, I try to be real positive. Uh, with the girls as much as I can be, but I thought yesterday um, warranted one of those practices where um, we focused on the negatives rather than the positives uh, in a, trying trying to learn from them, you know, con- constructive criticism. And um, so we watched we watched that film, um, and it was it was hard to watch at times. Um, 
but then there was there was also take you know good takeaways from the game. But uh, then we shot some free throws, shot around for a little bit, and then we got back in and watched uh, Houghton because I honestly hadn't seen Houghton at all, didn't know anything about Houghton. Um, so we got a nice little nice little game plan um, to prepare for Friday. Well, Coach, looking at your numbers, some of the positives for your squad this year, you're rebounding just under 30 times per game as a team, and your assist-to-turnover ratio is one of the best in the UP. Are those a few areas you've seen as positives this year? Yeah, um, you know, we've got a lot of girls rebounding real well. We had two double-doubles the other night. Um, on any on any given night, we've got four or five girls capable of a, of a double-double. Um, but, you know, we, we've really... It's not something that we, I, I think we focus on every day. Uh, some things that we focus on are free throw shooting. Um, obviously I think most coaches do. Uh, and just, and, and half court defense. Um, you know, we, we, every coach has their own philosophy. So we, we take the, we don't give up the baseline. Um, we, we really focus on getting our hands up. Uh, we focus on communication. Um, we focus on trap, how to trap, when to trap, making reads, getting in the passing lanes, and anticipating. And those are just things that we haven't been doing real well yet. It's the, the, the communication part. Um, communicating on defense can cause uh, a lot of headaches for the opposing team, and we just haven't. We're just we're just not quite there yet. So um, really, it's that's that's what we focus on on mostly. Coach, if you're grading your team's defense eight games into the year, about where would you put your team defensively? Well, again, you know, we're giving up, I think, 30 points a game, which looks really good. Um, but, you know, when you go and play, when you go and play these good teams, um, it's going to be, a, and we make these little mistakes. We're, we're getting away with these mistakes on, on lesser teams. But when we go and play a good team, those mistakes are going to come out to bite us. So, um, I, I, I mean, Again, I think I sound foolish saying I'm not happy with 30 points per game because um, I, I am. Uh, but you know, the 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 standard is set pretty high in in West Ishpeming right now. And in, in order to, I just we just don't want to get complacent and and think we're we're playing the best basketball we are because we just aren't. So where would I where would I grade our defense? Uh, probably about a B minus. To be honest with you. Coach, let's talk about Houghton. They're three and five right now. They had a down year last year, but you've said it many times that Coach Philpus is one of the best to do it here in the UP, and she'll have that team ready to go. Yeah, there's if there's one thing those girls do is, is play tough defense, and they talk, uh, they communicate with each other really well, and they play hard. Uh, watching, I don't I don't know the girls' names offhand, but uh, number thirty one and number twenty five, man, they play really hard. Um, and they post up well. They do the all of the little things really well. Uh, the little things that eventually will lead to wins, right? Um, all coaches, everybody on this coach's show is going to talk about doing the little things right. And sometimes it's hard to put the ball in the basket. Sometimes there's a lid on it. You're just not shooting well. Um, but if but eventually you continue to do those little things, and everything's going to fall into place and that's what coach Philpis is is trying to uh trying to lay that groundwork right where we make very little mistakes and so uh home home game friday night for them uh, everything could fall into place friday night i don't know coach are they pretty much uh player to player defense or will they throw a little zone at you uh primarily 
primarily uh, man-to-man defense. A um, little bit of little bit of pressure, but I but in the in granted this is just one film, so I don't I don't know. But uh, they hustle back on defense. Um, you know, and they're they're pointing. I've got ball. I'm matched up here. I got Tessa. I got Maddie. Uh, and, and very very sound uh, man-to-man defensive team. How about offensively? What do they look like? Well, that's where they've got Julie's been known to run a lot of sets because um, she's usually got really good basketball players who they want to set up three pointers for. So a lot of down screens, cross picks, uh, and then ending up with a, a three pointer curling off of a screen. Um, we didn't see a whole ton of that. Uh, a lot of kind of motion, kind of teaching the girls, um, you know, spacing, passing, and cutting. And they got these two girls who um, post up really, really well. And the girls look to get the ball inside, which then uh, they try to will open up their three-point shooting. So um, again, we just have to play solid, solid defense. Jump to the uh, jump to the passes, take away their cuts, um, play uh, play solid on the on the post. Which we've got pretty good post defenders. Our girls, our girls have good footwork, um, and. And uh, if we end up having to full front, we've always got backside help. Those are things that we focus on. So uh, really we just got to play better fundamental defense than they play fundamental offense, and I think we'll we'll be all right. Does Houghton bring much size to the table? No, they're similar to us, similar to a lot of UP teams. Um, there's number 31, though. She's kind of like Tessa. She's real long um, and just sometimes unorthodox, but really uh, – just really plays hard, and, and good things happen when you play hard. And this this number thirty one is uh, is is just a, a standout in my eyes. She, she's dangerous, and um, not sure on what what year she is, but um, I just like the way she plays. I think a lot of coaches, after watching her play, would say I would definitely take ten number thirty ones on my team. So um, you know, is she is she capable of, of scoring twenty five? I don't know if she is yet. Um, but I think she, she plays hard enough to, to be knocking on that door. Coach, you alluded to some things defensively. How about on your end of the ball, the offensive end, what are some keys to a win against Houghton? Well, I think we just have to take more uh, advised shots, good shots, um, and make continue to make the extra pass um, where we sometimes have missed, have, have been missing. We're just... Um, we're just not firing on all cylinders quite yet, and just trust the offense. I mean, my girls know they've got a green light almost all the time. Sometimes it's a yellow light, and they just need to learn the difference between the green light and the yellow light. Um, rushing, rushing shots, not getting your feet set and underneath you, setting your, setting your, getting, getting a target up. Those are just things um, we've just been rushing, and you know we want the in the drive kick hit your post player for a nice kick out um just just smooth like uh san antonio spurs type ball movement and uh that's when we're at our best the girls can see it on the film um but we're just like i said almost like a panic mode sometimes like we got to score because we're supposed everybody thinks we should win by 30 and so we're supposed to be up you know 15 to 2 at the end of the first quarter and that's just not how it works so i just feel like we've been rushed um and not letting the offense go to work. Coach, last thing before I let you go, really impressive win for your JV squad the other night. I think they were down 20-4 to at one point. They come back to win 35-34. Give us an update on their season so far. Yeah, that was one of, I, I told them that was one of the best wins I've seen at the JV level. Um, they were 
they were just down in the dumps in the first half, and that's been kind of their crux. They've been they don't play well in the first half. They don't score, uh, and then they usually kind of wake up at halftime and and start to play their style. But uh, Annie, my my JV coach, Annie Skews has done a phenomenal job there. Uh, again, she's working on fundamentals and how to play defense and how to how to read and anticipate things. Um, so uh, they've now, I believe, have their fourth win after. Uh, starting the season on a on a three or four game skid, uh, just couldn't couldn't quite get over the hump. Um, they've kind of they're starting to figure it out, and it's it's great to see they've got a couple of girls that will be able to make the jump to the varsity. Um, you know, running the similar sets to us and using the same terminology. So, uh, real happy to see them. They've now picked up probably one, uh, maybe four of their last five. So, really happy to see what where where they've been headed. Kirk Corcoran, Westwood Girls basketball head coach. His team 7-1 and one as they get set to head to Houghton. Appreciate the time as always, Kirk. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. MBank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with MBank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. MBank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let MBank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani boys basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. Coach, steady rolling for your squad, 8-0 and with a win over Ishpeming this week. Before we break down that matchup, let me ask you, do you prepare any differently? I know it's it's exciting for your guys. You get up maybe a little bit more for those games. But as a coach, do you prepare any differently for those neighborhood matchups with Ishpeming or Westwood? No, not really. Um it's the same thing, trying to to uh, exploit what they do defensively and trying to limit what they do offensively. And uh, but we do we do talk about the emotion of a rivalry game, and and especially you know as as the wins stack up and our, our record is really good, um, it just puts an even bigger target on you. So mentally, you've got to be prepared to get everybody's best shot and and that's always going to happen in a rivalry game so that's not never really an issue but just kind of talk about handling emotions and and um you know the team that settles in first has an advantage so we're hoping that that's us mentally have you felt like your team has come ready to play knowing that you're going to get everyone's best shot night in and night out yeah they've, they've done a really nice job of that uh coming out of the break a um, couple trips up to the Copper Country to play Houghton and Calumet and, and um, had come out of the gate really well, playing good defense and um, uh, applied some pressure. Our, our offense was a little bit hit or miss, but we were able to create some things with our, our defensive pressure. So really happy with uh, our mental approach and just being ready to play. Well, Dan, the two offenses may be a little slow out of the gate, but you had a 9-2 lead after a quarter. Then you outscore Ishpeming 27-8 in the second frame. What changed offensively from quarter one to quarter two? Well, we, we switched up our pressure. We were we were pressing them 2-2-1, which is a zone press, and it's kind of softer and sit back and wait for them to make a mistake. And Ishpeming, to their credit, did a nice job of handling it. And then 
So we wanted to be more aggressive and get up in their face a little bit with a man-to-man press, and, and that created some steals and, and sped the pace of the game up, I thought, and, and um, kind of got us into a little bit better rhythm. Did you feel like it was maybe fast break points, winning the turnover battle kind of was the key to that win? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, Inspiring's big and physical, and we didn't want to get into a, a half-court, grinded-out kind of game with them. We wanted to get out and use our quickness and, and let our athletes make plays in the open court, and, and we did a nice job of that. Well, Coach, you're about at the halfway point in the season. Where is your team as far as shooting, rebounding, passing? What areas are you happy about where your team is right now, and where are some areas you want to see get better in the second half? Yeah, I've been really happy with with the defense and the rebounding on a Christmas break. Um, you know, oddly, we're not shooting it that great, and, and we got a team full of good shooters. Um, and it's just little things offensively. I think our timing's a little off. Uh, I think we could do a better job screening to to get ourselves a little bit cleaner look. But you know, some of that is what the other teams are doing to us too, and you got to give them credit. Um, you know, we've we've seen a couple of different zones. We've uh, seen teams try to to be physical with us, and, um, and and that's good. You know, we it's good to get these looks now in the regular season. That way, we're fully prepared when the tournament rolls around. Has there been anybody that's maybe been a surprise to you? I know that everyone has their eyes on the big three, but have you gone maybe deeper into your bench than you anticipated? Someone that's played really well for you this year. Not really a surprise to me, but maybe maybe to the the public. Uh, Alex Munson has just been exceptional off the bench. He's our first guy off the bench every game, and and um, he's chipping in six eight points a game, and that's that's huge for us. And uh, Chaz Kumpula is, is the new starter in the in the rotation, and has done a nice job for us. And Chaz is is tall for us, you know, six one, six two, and and kind of bouncy, and and um, you know, he's shooting the ball well. He, he made a three again last night, so it's a couple of threes that he's hit for us. And, and we know that he's capable of that, but uh, maybe some other people don't. And it's, it's nice to get production out of those guys. Will Luke, uh, probably our second guy off the bench, and he's hit a couple of threes the last couple of games and, and plays really hard and is really smart. So, you know, it's it's vital to get those contributions from those guys coming off the bench. It gives your team a big lift. Well, Dan, earlier this week you picked up a 57-35 win over Calumet, a long road trip. They've got one of the top players in the UP with Eli McParlin. Tell me about your team's effort on Monday. Yeah, great. Um, our, our energy level was good right out of the start, and, and defensively we were locked in. Um, gave up six points in each of the first three quarters, so you hold a team to 18 points through three quarters, you're doing something right. And... Um, you know, Drew Lindbergh had the hot hand, so we kind of fed him. He ended up with five threes and finished with 22 points. But just proud that we, uh, you know, not not letting the bus trip affect us, not, you know, taking anything for granted, just dialed in, did our job defensively, and, and um, you know, had three guys in double figures, and that's a recipe for success. Well, Coach, you've got a couple more road trips coming up next week, another one back in the Copper Country with Hancock and then on the road to Gladstone. What are you looking for out of your team next week? What are you expecting out of your opponents? Uh, just just for for our guys to, to keep improving bit by bit. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that our, our, offense, our offense isn't um, clicking on all cylinders, so we're going to work on that over the weekend here, try to, try to get 
some of those small things fixed um, and, and then continue to play hard each and every night. And I, I don't think that'll be an issue with our guys. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about Kelly and Matt. I'm going to have to go back and watch last year's film. I know they were young last year. They had a bunch of sophomores. So uh, we're going to have to, to dig into them a little bit. I've seen Gladstone play a couple of times. They are athletic, and they like to get out and run. So um, we'll be focusing on transition defense when we prepare for them. And next week's a big week for us, uh, you know, school-wise. Uh, it's exam week. It's the end of the first semester. So that you never know how that's going to affect your kids. Um, we have a, a very good team academically, um, a, a bunch of kids that are, uh, up near a four point and, and the academic side, they, they take care of that really well too. So, you know, for them, we'll probably try and limit the time on the court, uh, just so that they can devote a bunch of time to studying for exams and, and, um, and to try and keep them fresh. It's, it's taxing mentally, uh, with with the pressure of of exams and then also having to play basketball, but our kids do a nice job balancing it. So, but that's that's definitely a factor in in what our preparations will be. Well, Dan, you have exam week coming up next week, as you alluded to. I wonder, do you kind of equate it to maybe what a football coach deals with with homecoming week? Certainly, there's a different reason, different vibe for the distractions, but distractions nonetheless. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's things outside of basketball and it's beyond the coach's control that that have their attention and, and in this case rightfully so you know i mean they, they have to do the job in school um so like i said you you try to limit and you try to cut your practices down and and keep them sharp while they're on the court so you're feeling good about yourself there but also giving them the time they need to rest and to study Dan, last thing before I let you go, give me an update on the lower levels of your program, the JV and so forth. Yeah, our, our JVs are, are off to a good start. They're 6-2. and two. Um, They had a couple of guys hurt earlier in the year, one with an ankle, one with a knee. Those guys are back and and are good players for our JVs. And, and um, so Coach Jacobson's trying to integrate those guys into his rotation, and, and um, they've been playing pretty good. Our uh, freshman team has battled some illness. They're two and two. Their losses are to Marquette and Escanaba, and, and I think they've beaten Superior Central's JVs twice. And and they're going up to Dollar Bay Thursday night, and then turn right around and go over to the Sioux on Friday night. So uh, the rest of this week will be a big challenge for them. It'll be interesting to see how how the, they handle it. But um, really, really pleased with what's happening on the lower levels too. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach at Nagani, his team 8-0 as they approach the midway point in the season. Appreciate the time as always, Dan. Best of luck this year. We'll talk again soon. Looking forward to it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. 
Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team 5-2 and two as they get set to take on Menominee this evening. Coach, it's been a week now since you've been able to take the floor. You had Kingsford last beat them 75-51. Let's go back to that one. Tell me what you liked about your squad and how you've been using the time in the interim getting ready for Menominee. Uh, I, I like the way that we responded on the second quarter down in Kingsford. We found ourselves <clears throat> down, I think it was. We were down quite a bit in the first quarter. Uh, we just didn't have the energy on the defensive end. Um, we were, you know, we were guarding guys way too far out on the perimeter when they didn't have the ball, and, and it opened up the lane for for them to get inside and, and get to the rim. So we made some adjustments. You know, I put some of my my substitutes in pretty early in that game to try to send the message to my main starters that, you know, you got to play harder. You got to play with a lot of energy and, and you got to be tough when you're in there. And, you know, those guys that went in the Isaac Johnson's, um, Connor Johnson, those two went in there and, you know, they, they worked their tail off in practice for us and they defend our, our first team every single day. And they went in there and, and kind of gave us some energy and we came out and responded in the second quarter. And, you know, it's, slowly started to pull away and then we had a pretty big third quarter that kind of put the game away but you know just the way that my my bench it kind of did the job for us and just to send that message that you need to come ready to play every game and, and hopefully that continues tonight what's practice look like this week as you get set for menominee ah uh, good uh, we had we've had a couple really good competitive practices um trying to game plan for menominee as well as you know just things that we need to get better at defensively and that, like i said finding ourselves uh, guarding people that are, you know, three, three feet outside the three-point line. You know, most players in the UP, you don't have to worry about anybody that's three feet beyond. You want to protect the paint. So we've been working on, you know, off-the-ball defense and, and try to tighten up the perimeter a little bit. Um, that was our main focus. And then, you know, against Menominee, they got Keegan Monroe, who, in my opinion, is probably one of the best athletes in the UP, um, who loves to try to get to the rim and get to the paint and things like that. So it was a great great opportunity to emphasize you know help defense stop in the penetration and, and we can't be soft um you know i found a lot of our younger guys you know they'd step in to help but then they'd kind of give up ground and a good player especially like keegan Monroe, he's going to take advantage of that and he'll be at the rim before you know it so good week of preparation um i think we're ready to go obviously the long bus ride but you know this is a conference game and we can't afford to lose anymore so we better be ready Brad, what is it about Keegan Monroe that makes him such a dynamic player? He's just a, he's an, a great athlete. Uh, he can he can get up to the rim. You know, he can get a couple feet above the rim. Um, you know, he just attacks the rim so hard. Um, if he gets a full head of steam, runs the length of the floor with the basketball. If we don't check him at half court to kind of slow him down a little bit, he's going to score. Uh, so we, that's our main thing going into this game is is to slow him down. Obviously, and they got another sophomore point guard, uh, Bell Isle, I believe his name is. That's a dynamic player that we got to contain. And their other guys are big, athletic kids. You know, their football team had a lot of success this year, and you see a lot of those kids on the basketball court. So we got to match their physicality and, and be able to slide in and hopefully take some charges. Do they have a lot of size they can bring to the table? They do. Um, you know, there there's some big kids down there, and and you know. We got to be ready to match their physicality, and, and we, you know, we've emphasized boxing out since November, and we really emphasized it this week, getting ready for Menominee. So we got to keep them off the glass, don't give them second chance opportunities. Um, hopefully, we can use their big floor 
uh, that they have down there to our advantage and space them out a little bit and use that to to open up some penetration lanes to get to the rim on the offensive end. Well, Coach, I'm glad you brought that up because they've got that extra 10 or so feet of court length. Does that force you to prepare for this one any differently than you would a different game at a different setting? Uh, we we used to. Um, you know, prior to us having the auxiliary gym at the high school, we would normally go over to Northern and use the, the PEEF because, you know, that's a college-sized court, which is the same as Menominee. But we don't, now that we have the ox gym, we don't really have that opportunity. But, you know, offensively in, in practice this week, we don't have that wider floor, so we kind of extended the sidelines a little bit. And, you know, our five outlook, you know, hopefully – that extra space that's more space that they have to defend so we're going to try to use that to our advantage um and then in transition and things like that so you know on the defensive end pressing's a little bit trickier down there because you do have that you know the extra feet extra footage that you have to take take into account for so we'll kind of see how the game plays out and what we feel we can do defensively to try to speed the game up a little bit Uh, but at the same time you know if they start running we've got to make sure we slow them down at half court is Menominee pretty much going to run sets offensively? Not much of a transition team. Oh, uh, they got a few sets that you got to be aware of. They like to, you know, throw it up to the rim for Keegan and, and things like that. And you know, I <clears throat> talked about those keys in practice yesterday. Uh, but they want to get up and down just like us. Um, so we're hoping, you know, we have a lot of speed, and I think we kind of we got the advantage in, in matchups as far as. At them having five guys that can guard our speed, so we're going to try to use that to our advantage. But at the same time, we we might be smaller and quicker, uh, but we're still going to have to play tough, and and that's our our main thing tonight. Is is you have to be tough against teams like this. How about defensively? What will Menominee look like? Pretty much straight man. Will they throw some zone or press at any time? Uh, the film that I saw is you know straight man. Haven't seen any presses, and you know I think this is <clears throat> Sam Larson's third year down there. Um, and he's been a man-to-man guy ever since I coached against him, you know, <clears throat> six, seven years ago. He played for Menominee, and um, he's a man-to-man. Um, you know, they defend things a little bit differently from time to time, but for the most part, it's man-to-man. And um, we just got to do a good job of reading how they defend our screens and and how they, you know, defend where the help's coming from and who we can take advantage with mismatches and things like that. So we worked on that a lot in practice this week. We just got to go out tonight and execute. Well, Coach, you alluded to some of the keys to tonight's game. What's the biggest one, though, for your team now? What do you want to see out of your team tonight? Uh, We need a good defensive effort. Um, You know, we gave up, I want to say, 27 points in the first half against Kingsford. And, you know, when I first started coaching, 45 points for the game was was my number. Uh, We felt we needed to keep teams to 45 points or underneath that. It's changed a little bit just because of the style that we play. We obviously get a lot more possessions during the course of 32 minutes just by the tempo that we play at. But um, we need a good defensive showing. We need to be fundamentally sound. Um, We need to stop the penetration, not on the blocks. We need to stop it up on the free throw line and make make them kick it out and make them make make shots. Uh, we got to have some of their non-shooters. Um, shoot the ball, and we got to do a good job of collecting the rebounding, the rebounding, getting out in the open floor, and hopefully convert on the other end. Brad, last thing before I let you go, give us an update on your freshmen, your JV squads. How are their seasons going? Uh, freshmen are doing good. They're they're improving. Um, it's tough. It's tough to gauge really the freshmen just because of the lack of games. <clears throat> There's not many freshman teams out there, which is a shame. 
Um, but, you know, when they do take the court, you know, my freshman coach, Brian Brazo, does a great job of teaching. Um, you know, everything that we do at the varsity level, he kind of trickles it down to what he's doing at a more basic level, and, and they're doing good. It's a learning process for those young kids. Um, and, you know, they're going to get tested here. They don't play tonight, but next week, you know, they got a couple games down in Traverse City, which you go down to Traverse City and that'll tell you really quickly how good or how bad you are or what you need to get better at, so things like that. Our JV team having a great year. Um, you know, they lost Escanaba pretty handedly, you know, which it's a wake-up call to some of these sophomores that, you know, this is a different level of basketball than they're used to, and they're getting better as well. Joe Havikin, he's been doing it for 11 years for me, um, getting them ready for the next level, and they're, they're, they're athletic, they're strong, they're big, um, just getting them to teach, you know, teaching them the, the things that they're going to need at the next level. So, so far, so good for our program, and we're looking forward to continue it and kind of get on a steady streak of playing some games here soon. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette, his team heading down to Menominee this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. We don't wallpaper. We won't choose your paint colors. But we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank. First Bank. Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Subject to approval. Fees may apply. First Bank. Where it's all about people. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwynn girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. His team six and two coming off a thrilling win at Bark River last night. Coach, I tell you what, your second meeting with the Broncos this year, both of them have been thrillers, but your team with a nice bounce back win last night, 46-45. Take me through that one. Well, we needed a win. Um, we Escanaba beat us up pretty bad. Um, they shot the lights out of the gym that night, and then we kind of ran into another little buzzsaw in Ishpeming, and they ended up going 8 of 15 from the three-point line, you know, that night. So, I, you know, I felt like we've been playing good defense. You know, you get in those games, and you you want to yell at the girls when it's over and be like, you didn't play with effort, you didn't do what you're supposed to do, and then you go back and look on film, and, you know, I feel like we did a really good job. We played with good effort, and, you know, sometimes you hit teams on the wrong night. So it was nice coming into that Bark River game. You know, we jumped out on them early. Um, they kind of took the lead middle two quarters. We were able to get back up ahead of them by four or six points, and then Marissa Delmont um, got in foul trouble. She picked up her fourth foul with six minutes to go in the third quarter. Um, we ended up sitting her. We're able to sit her until two and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter because we were able to keep a lead throughout that whole time that um, she was out. And I kind of told myself when she picked up her fourth that I was going to sit her until, you know, Either we could get her back in the game when we wanted to or if they took the lead. And um, i got to give a lot of credit to, to some of the role players, especially my freshman, Lena Plo, um, who's a fre- you know, freshman, came in and 
you know, ran the point with in Marissa's absence and did a, did a wonderful job of keeping us on pace, keeping us on schedule. Um, she made some big threes that kind of kept us afloat, and then we were obviously able to get Marissa back in the game, and, you know, she kind of uh, delivered the dagger. Coach, what was the biggest thing fundamentally that made the difference last night? Rebounding, shooting, your pass work, defense. For you, what was the biggest factor in your win? Oh, there's so much of it. Um, I feel like we do a lot of things really good. Um, we just got to keep fine-tuning, you know, like you said. You know, we got to continue to take care of the basketball, which we've been doing a good job of. But there are still are some moments in the game where, you know, there's some head scratchers where we make passes or we make plays that, or we travel, you know, that in big situations that that haven't been happening all game, and then maybe in a big moment they kind of rear their heads. But I think defensively, um, we're slowly starting to figure it out. I think that's maybe been our biggest issue. Um, our help defense has been really good, but what we've been struggling with is helping the helper. So you know, we'll get that initial help to come over and stop dribble drive, but then nobody also rotate to help the person who helped. So that's kind of where we've been struggling. Um, we've been really working on that in practice. Um, and I think we did a much better job in that Bark River game. Um, we did struggle guarding them man-to-man because I like to play two posts. He kind of likes to play five guards. So we did, you know, middle of that game end up going to a zone so that we could, you know, continue to have the players on the floor that we wanted on the floor. And uh, we didn't really have to match him. So we, we had some mismatches on our end. Obviously, we had two posts in the game. You know, they kind of played five guards so we tried to take advantage of that and then they obviously were able to kind of take advantage of us having two posts in the game and and running five guards at us on offense so it was one of those games where neither of us kind of bent or broke and you know luckily for us our system kind of you know worked out in the end well coach you're six and two the halfway point in the season next week it's a tough stretch coming up with calumet nagani westwood west iron you kind of feel like it's the gauntlet now and if so how do you go about that mentally well, this is where we were last year. You know, we, we've been talking about it a lot um, with my girls. We were 7-1 and one hitting this stretch last year, and I think we lost like five in a row. You know, and we looked like we were a formidable team. It looked like that we were about to do something. You know, and then all of a sudden we get done with this five, four or five-game stretch, and instead of being, you know, somewhere 9-3, and three, you know, we're, ended, we're sitting at 7-5 and five or 7-6. and six. So we've been talking about that a lot. You know, we're, not that we're calling it a redemption tour, but, you know, we, we definitely want to show, you know, the people in our conference, the people on the UP that, you know, we are a good team and, and, you know, we're striving to be, you know, in the upper echelon of teams in the UP. Um, and if we want to be that way, then obviously we have to perform and, and we got to get a couple of these games, you know, in this kind of gauntlet stretch. So, you know, I, I you don't want to dwell on last year because I got a totally different crew and a totally different group of girls, but all these girls that are on this team now were also on last year's team. So, you know, they kind of remember. I'm hoping they're using it as motivation, and I hope maybe we can, you know, get a few of these games. Coach, how about your JV squad and the lower levels of your program? How's their season going? Um, our JVs are actually, I think, you know, doing a little bit better than than what I had expected. You know, this is a group that was 2-18, and 18, I believe, last year, so they struggled to win games. Um, they got blown out in, in a few games. Um, I think my JVs are sitting at 3-5 and five right now. Um, so they've already, you know, have more wins this year than they did last year. And, and the, the satisfying, the gratifying point, I guess, is that they're, they're really competitive. Um, we played Bark River last night. Like you said, our JVs lost the first game 42-21. And uh, they ended up losing last night 40-32. to But, you know, the score obviously shows that there was 
a little bit of improvement. Um, Bark River is a tough place to play. It's a tough place to get a win. So even as a JV, you know, a team to, to go in there and battle to an eight-point loss after, you know, getting kind of throttled at our place, it kind of shows their improvement and their advances. And I, I think, you know, if you put my freshman Lena Plo down there with, with that JV group, I think, you know, she's a ball handler, she's a shooter. You know, that's maybe a little bit of what they're missing is, is another ball handler and another playmaker. So I think if you throw her back down there with them, I think, you know, they're, you know, maybe instead of being, you know, three and five, maybe they're five and three. So um, the future looks a little bit brighter now than it did um, at this time last year. And, you know, I give those girls credit because they come in, they keep working hard, they keep, you know, doing the things that we're asking of them, and I think they're getting better fundamentally. They had a big win the other night against Ishpeming, um, which is, you know, one. Of, I think for them it's one of, a, a more of a signature win for them. So they're getting better, they're improving. And then our elementary, we still do the, you know, the Saturday morning program that we kind of talked about last year. Um, we do about 12 weeks every Saturday with my, um, basically kindergarten through sixth graders. So keep working, keep putting in time, um, you know, cause hopefully when they get by me, then I kind of reap the benefits of that. Ben Olson, head girls basketball coach at Gwynn, his team six and two getting set for Nagani on Tuesday. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for all you do, Tanner. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you. So every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Corner. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're along. Before we send you into your weekend, get you started in your Friday night, one last look at the UP scoreboard and schedule coming up for this weekend. We'll start on the boys' side of things. we got some pretty good games around the area. Marquette heads down to Menominee. Again, if you missed our interview with Redmen boys basketball coach Brad Nelson, can check it out on demand along with the entire show. Iron Mountains at home tonight taking on Gwynn. We've got the battle for Ishpeming as the Hematites head over to Westwood High School. That's going to be a fun one. Dollar Bay at home with Houghton. Bark River Harris welcomes Norway. And Paradise goes on the road to take on Hannaville. They will play again tomorrow that's a look at the boys schedule for this evening and this weekend how about on the girls side of things where it is a packed slate for this evening manistique is at gladstone jeffers is at home with hancock wakefield marinesco on the road they take on chassel barriga is at home tonight with bessemer you and trout creek will go on the road and take on ontonagan ironwood at home against mercer forest park visiting stevenson midpens at home with north dickinson north central at superior central carney 
Tornado on the road. They take on Munising. Engadine hosts Brimley. Newberry entertains Detour. St. Ignis welcomes Rudyard. And Pickford goes on the road to take on Cedarville. Tomorrow in girls basketball action, Escanaba goes below the bridge to take on Gaylord St. Mary's. By the way, we've got Westwood Patriot girls basketball right here on ESPN-UP this evening. Jared Koski and myself will have the play-by-play. It's my hope that you join us. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 tip. Westwood taking on Houghton. That should do it for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Glad to have you along once again. Keep it tuned right here to ESPN-UP WZM. Ishpeming Marquette.